Hello everyone, welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast episode will come out every weekend and it'll have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, college, and other topics that I feel y'all the audience may enjoy. Now, getting getting into this episode, um, when thinking of other uh, topics, there is a YouTube channel and one of the things that they're doing really kind of inspired this. So the YouTube channel was Disney Dan and he and two other YouTubers are doing a really cool um, March Madness thing to where they're doing uh, a March Madness Disney attraction uh, thing. So it's so you got uh, 64 Disney attractions going head to head and they have people voting. They have people on Twitter that was the first round, and now they have people, if they have Google Google accounts voting on Google Forms um, for their favorite attractions in Walt Disney World, so the Florida Park. And so one of the, uh, so that kind of inspired me to say, okay, let's talk, ab- I want to talk about my five or my favorite Disney attractions. And they're going, you know, they're obviously they have to go, okay, this is in Magic Kingdom, this one's in Epcot, this one's in Hollywood Studios, and this one's in Animal Kingdom. So I decided let's talk about my favorite attractions in each of the parks. So that's where we're going to get today. I have my top five in Magic Kingdom with some honorable mentions. I have my top five in Epcot with a couple honorable mentions. I have four in Hollywood Studios, and I'll address that when we get to Hollywood Studios, um, plus an honorable mention. And then we have Animal Kingdom, my top five with a couple honorable mentions as well. Um, now, all these except one are active rides. And when it comes down to it, I think it, you know, you'll understand kind of why um, it's on here. It's as an honorable mention and two, why it's where it, why it is where it is. Um, so, you know, we'll, We'll kind of talk about that a little bit later, um, but I thought this would be a really cool thing to do. And feel free when we um, for when this goes up, or you know, for you to comment your favorite Disney attractions, whether show or ride, um, kind of down in the comments on Facebook or Instagram or you know wherever this goes up, Twitter. Um, but along with that, I do. Um, you know, want to say attractions here. When you define attractions, they are rides and shows. So um, the funny thing is I don't have any shows. These are all rides. Um, now that I'm older, I don't want to go to many shows. I want to go to some rides, which, uh, which explains everything and why it's like this. But let's go ahead and get into uh, the Magic Kingdom in my top five there. So, my number one in Magic Kingdom is Haunted Mansion. And one of my favorite things about Haunted Mansion, or before before we get into my favorite things about the ride, the funny thing about this ride was I did not like it when I was young. Um, I was scared um, because when you're young and you go on something like that, you're scared, you 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 know, you believe in kind of the paranormal. You think there's, because at the end they say, a ghost will follow you home. 
And, you know, when you're young, you, you believe that. But when I got older and really didn't truly b- believe in that stuff, I was like, okay, I'm not as scared or, you know, it doesn't freak me out as much. I, st- there's, I still get scared by the jump scares because <laughs> you never really expect them. And that's why they're jump scares. Um, but now, you know, as I got older, I really <laughs> came to enjoy this ride a lot. You know, there's a... Um, and I, I think that's a part of liking this ride is getting older, not really believing in the, in that part, in that kind of part of things, the paranormal, the ghost. Uh, but I don't want to obviously talk about that, but the ride itself is just awesome. And there's a lot of aspects to it, you know, coming from, coming from a big Disney fan and, um, also coming from a, a guy in this, a guy in his twenties, um, which uh, I just think Haunted Mansion is one of the best rides you can ever go on. Um, so now getting into some stuff that I like about it, one of it is a part of it is the humor. You know, you get the you get the funny. You know, you have funny kind of props. You have funny jokes kind of going along through it. You have um, like the death do us part you know kind of understanding what that means now you know being a little bit older it's it's funny to hear that coming from the you know the wife in the attic the uh let me out of here let me out you know um part that that's funny you see the 13s you see the ravens like it's also it's all kind of funny um and the ghost host adds another layer of humor to it as well uh, which i'll get to a little bit later Along with it, this this ride is a true classic ride. This is one of the original rides that um, that was hitting. Um, well, it wasn't one of the original rides when Disneyland opened, but it was still in development when it was going on. And um, there were and so when Disney World opened, they said let's bring it to to Florida. So they did. And a part of this classic ride too that's I think unfortunate is that Walt. Um, died before this ride could actually be built, and uh, you know, there's, you know, there's just there's the theories coming from people that work within Disney that Walt is actually in there, but you know, but it it is a classic ride. It has been around for a while, and it still holds up. You know, there there are a lot of attractions in Disney that are have been around for a while that just don't hold up anymore. Um, which is unfortunate, but this is truly a classic ride. Now, in, in I'm talking about Florida here, obviously, with Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, but, you know, I've never been to Disneyland, but I've seen videos of kind of a Halloween, a Halloween uh, layover or overlay um, out in Disneyland, and that makes me like this ride a little bit more because they do like a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay out there, and it's really cool. They get Oogie Boogie in there. They get Jack Skellington. It's really cool, and the ghost host voice goes from that to either Oogie Boogie or Jack Skellington. I can't remember who, but it's still really cool to kind of see that and say, hey, you know, just for this special time, we'll give you this version of the ride, and I'm like, I really wanted to come to Florida because if I'm ever down there around that time, I would love to kind of go on there. Um... But another thing that I like about this, and, you know, I talked about it a little bit earlier, is the ghost host 
the ghost host adds a different element to it. And I think a part of it is he, he gives you kind of the thoughts of, you know, uh, of, uh, of like kind of what's going on. And I believe if I'm right about this, that the voice of the ghost host in uh, the haunted mansion, um, <laughs> yeah, here we go. The ghost host voice is Paul Freeze. That's who it is. Paul Freeze, and he um he's a he's the voice of the ghost host, but he also voiced Ludwig von Drake, um, and Boris Bandinoff and others on uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, and so it's actually kind of interesting to to hear that, which is um you don't really think about um Ludwig von Drake. I think he uh, um it, it's kind of an interesting thing to hear that of uh somebody who has voiced other people, um, like some iconic characters to go into this really deep voice and just kind of scare the crap out of you every now and then. But it just adds another element to it. Um and you know, adding more to kind of not just the ghost host, but kind of the people included in it. Um, so, Thurl Ravencroft, um, Ravenscroft, my bad, he's also in this, right? He's best known for Tony and the Tiger in You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. He, he is the deep voiced member, um, of the bus quintet out in the, uh, like, at, kind of at the end of the ride. So when you hear, uh, you know, Grim Grinning Ghosts, come out to socialize. The deep voice is the guy who sings, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. So next time you go on that, think about that. And then the, um, I believe it's Madame Leota. So when you go into the, uh, the room with the crystal ball and the, there's a face in there, right? She is also a Disney regular Eleanor Audley, uh, and she played Cinderella's wicked stepmother and Maleficent. So next time you go, go in there, go um, listen for for all of those people, and then come out, especially with your I mean one, Mr. Grant, play it and say, oh, well, that might actually be him. And then same thing with um, go find a clip of Maleficent from Sleeping Beauty. And then listen to that and think of Madame Leota. Um, but I think uh, the, uh, the, the, and I think that adds a true another element to the Haunted Mansion. But along with that is, and another reason I like this ride so much, is because of a theory provided by Disney, true Disney fans, which, um, which is actually a interesting theory if you think about it. So next time you go on it, think about this. So when you go into the ride, like one of the first things you hear obviously is a ghost toast with, um, you know, is this haunted room actually stretching? And obviously he's trying to scare, you know, scare everyone. But when you're in the, when you get into your, um, your, uh, doom buggy, one of the things that, um, you think about is when you go in there, they're all trying to scare you. You see the door leaning out. You get a couple of, um, you know, jump scares. You get the, let me out, right? But along with that, if you listen to the music in the background, it's 
grim grinning ghost, but it's doom, 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 doom. Like it, it's kind of the lower kind of, kind of horror, you know, kind of horror movie kind of esque music. You move along through it, you get to the ballroom scene, right? They're not trying to scare you. You're, it's kind of more of a spectacle now. You're, it's more of dun, 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 dun. like you're not hearing any voices singing yet, but you can hear the music kind of pick up a little bit. So it's starting to get a little bit more lighthearted. But then you enter into the attic to where, where the wife is, you know, that woman is, and she goes, till death do us part. And the theory is that when you see her, you you actually um, that you actually run that you're actually running away from her, and you fall backwards off of the balcony there, and you actually pass away and turn into a ghost. And then and that's why you see the human animatronic in that ride, like shaking, like you just like he just saw a ghost, you know. And then that's why when you get out into the to the graveyard of of the ride, it's more instead of like it's more cheerful. It's a whole lot more cheerful, and so it gets more lighthearted as it goes on, knowing that that's going to happen to where now you have a thousand, because it's nine hundred nine hundred ninety nine happy haunts. You know, there's room for a thousand, right? So. Um, that's really kind of the theory, but that makes me like the ride a little bit more because you're kind of paying close attention to detail to where, um, and I think the Imagineers, I don't think they did that on purpose, but it, it, it I don't think they did, but they might have, which makes it a whole lot more cooler. But that's Haunted Mansion, why I like it so much. Um, next up, Space Mountain. Um, and by the way, Haunted Mansion is located in, uh, oof, uh, Liberty Square, in um, Disney World and Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain is located in Tomorrow War, uh, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland, and um, the one of the thing about this one is that this is another classic. This is one when you ask people what was one of your favorite rides when you went there, um, I would think a lot of people would say Space Mountain because it's either okay, this is one of the first rides I ever, one of the first roller coasters I've ever went on, or um, one of those things where people are saying, well, it was actually just really fun. It was one of those ones that you just could not keep a, one of those ones to where you can keep it, you know, that you could just go in every area, like anytime you could. Um, so that that's one part of why I like Space Mountain. Another part is the thrill of it. You know, there's a lot of thrill going into this ride. You go fast. It feels like you're going really fast, but you're really not going super fast at all. Go ahead, look it up. You know, I, you know, after you listen to it, um, search up how fast does Space Mountain go. And if I remember right, it's not really fast at all. It's probably one of the slower rides at Walt this one of the slower roller coasters at least at Disney World, which makes things a little bit more interesting. Um, but the the cool thing about this roller coaster is that it. <laughs> The, obviously, they label it as a dark ride, but it's not just a dark ride. It's a dark ride. There's n- not a whole lot of light in there. You know, there's the projections of different planets and some stars, and that's really it, right? 
and that that's like the biggest uh, you know that that's one of the most interesting things about it is that it's truly one of the darkest rides not like well Haunted Mansion's obviously the darkest ride like if you're talking about like uh, you know uh, content but if you're talking about like actual lighting Space Mountain I think is the darkest ride at Disney World which makes things a whole lot more interesting and you talked about a different overlay with Haunted Mansion Space, you know that was more um California, I think they do this both in California and Florida around Halloween. They do a huge Space Mountain overlay. Well, it's not huge, but it's a it it's a it's a Space Mountain and just pure darkness. It is um I don't remember what it's called, but it's they turn the projections off. They don't have anything on, and you just go right through. They don't do the lights through the tunnel. They don't through lights throw lights on anywhere and it's purely space mountain pure darkness but that's what makes me like about it the light what makes me like this ride even more because it's unpredictable when you're going to hit a you know a you know go down or take a turn which i think is always fun about the ride is you you never know what to expect um even if you've been on it a couple times um, it, um, amongst different trips, you never know when you're going to go down. And plus there's two different tracks where it makes it a whole lot more interesting. Which track do I want to go on to the left, to the right, whatever. Um, so I think that's what makes Space Mountain so cool and one of the be- best rides of Magic Kingdom. And sticking with, uh, one of the mountains, the, there's three big mountains, Haunted Mansion, Splash Mountain, uh, not Haunted Mansion, my bad, Space Mountain, um, Splash Mountain, and then my number three, Big Thunder Mountain. Uh, Big Thunder Mountain is another classic. It's another one of those that kind of, um, that was built that that's in both parks. Um, this one, both now the difference between like Haunted Mansions, the exact same ride, um, in in both parks, just kind of a different. Well, different exterior due to the land names. Space Mountain, same. Big Thunder Mountain's just a, changed a little bit differently because there's one little part that has, I think, a dynamite portion of it out in um, Anaheim to to where Florida doesn't have that, so you get a little bit, a little bit more of a just a tiny bit more of a different experience here, like here, oh, like over in Florida. But it's a, uh, it, so it, it's not as thrilling. I would think this is based off of videos and stuff to where, um, as it actually is. But the the ride still is a thrill ride. It's one of the um, top thrill rides I would say in in the Magic Kingdom. And so you you look you, you think about that. And Big Thunder Mountain is one of those rides to where you're going to say, well, you know, this is. Yeah, I really like it. And the issue now, the issue with these top three are there's always pretty long waits for them. Haunted, well, Haunted Mansion, you know, and I'm just talking standby. You know, obviously you got Fast Pass, but you know, Haunted Haunted Mansion is a really popular ride. Space Mountain is too, um, but Big Thunder usually I would say out of these three has probably the longest waits. But 
it's always worth it to go on that ride. It's always worth it for that ride because it's such a classic. And then another cool part about about Big Thunder Mountain is the theming of it. You know, it fits the theming fits so well into where it is in Frontierland. And another part another part of the theming too is that they just um, they do a whole lot of uh, they do a whole lot of kind of fun things with it they throw in a goat they throw in like dinosaur bones like into the ride they throw in um you know a couple of hidden things within there but it's still it's still really cool theming to kind of think okay we're probably out somewhere near like if you were to guess because it's Frontierland, the new frontier you know uh it's you know you're going out more towards the west so you can kind of speculate where it is but the theming is just pretty cool and you talk about the theming of the queue now to where you have more interactive parts of it and makes it a whole lot more cooler. But think big thunder mountain in my, in my case, number three in magic kingdom, number four, buzz light years, ranger spin. Um, I think, um, this one's awesome. I love this one because it is a game. It is a video game and my expertise can finally become true. Well, my expertise in video games helps out in this one, um, it really doesn't, but you, uh, it's one of those games where, uh, one of those theme park games where you shoot at stuff, you get points, and then it doesn't matter, um, well, it does matter if you win the game, because you want to beat your family, you want to beat your friends, you want to beat whoever, um, but it's a whole lot of fun, and you go head-to-head with whoever you're in your cart with, so, um, if I go against my mom, you know, it's, you know, obviously I want to beat her, you know, it's so, it's so cool, but it's only, you know, two, you know, two, uh, one person against one, um, which makes it a little bit, you know, which makes it fun because you're actually trying to win. You know, this is a perfect one for, for family too, because you can get in two different things. You can say, okay, how many points did you have? How many points do you have? How many points did you have? Or and so on and so forth and saying, well, I won. Ha ha. You know, you know, you get bragging rights for the rest of the day, um, which I think is, I think kind of one of the best things to happen. You know, you brag to your family at, at Disney world that you beat them in a game. Another cool part about this is winning. You know, obviously uh, winning the game is going to, Winning the ride or winning the game is a whole lot more important than having fun on the ride because it's, um, well, obviously I'm kidding, but, you know, winning makes, makes the ride experience a whole lot more, a whole lot better because, um, like I said, the bragging rights for us today, but then, you know, another reason I like it so much is because it's a class classic within my family. We always go on it. We always play it and we always, and it's usually my dad always wins. Um, which I'm, I want to change next time we go. I want to beat him and I should beat him. There's no, there's no dancing around that. I have to beat him next time we go for sure. Uh, but the number five is seven doors mind train. Um, this one's a little bit new, new, a little bit new, um, which I think was good for Magic Kingdom. They needed something new, um, especially in Fantasyland. Um, it adds a different dimension to Fantasyland. Fantasyland had rides like Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Mad Tea Party, which is also the teacups, um, Peter Pan's Flight, It's a Small World, um, 
I believe Dumbo's in that section, the carousel's in that section. Um, so they needed some sort of um, uh, kind of thrill, kind of bring some more foot traffic over there. So they threw in a new roller coaster called Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. And it, at, like I said, there's now that a new kind of thrill part to, fa- to Fantasyland. I think they will add another thrill thing to there, which would make things uh, a whole lot more fun. Um, you know, this is a thrill ride, like I said, uh, but not too much of a thrill as Space Mountain and Big Thunder. It's still a little bit of a thrill ride. Um, and another thing I really like about this ride are the animatronics, the dwarves. The faces are like, if you look at the faces, they're, you know, they glow up. They add like a huge different dimension to this ride because you go into one part and and they start singing one of their songs. And if you move, I think if you rock the, uh, your, your thing will rock like your, your car will rock and it adds a cool part to that ride. And then you, you know, you go through and when my mom and I went on it, um, last time we went, I think last year, it we went on it when either the fireworks or a show ended. So you had a couple fireworks going off right as we came out from like a hill or something or a tunnel. And we're like, oh, that's actually really cool. So we actually got to see a little bit of that at that point. But it was still kind of a really cool uh, thing to see. And um, it's in a good spot for that. So if you want to, you can go there. So, a couple honorable mentions in Magic Kingdom. Uh, you have the many adventures joining the Pooh. This is a classic ride within my family. We love it. Um, and it, it's something that whenever we go, we'll, we'll always kind of go on. We'll take, um, you know, next time we go, more than likely, um, my, my niece, Ari, will probably be going. And so, we'll probably take her on that ride, which is, um, which would be fun to see. And you can fit a whole lot of people, so you can fit the whole family in there. Jungle Cruise is an honorable mention. Um, this one's also a classic, but this one's a favorite because of the humor. It's a lot of, uh, dad jokes, which I love. You know, I love making dad jokes, um, which is, uh, a whole lot, um, which is a whole lot of fun, uh, because they're, they're, they can be cringy jokes, but it's also really funny at the same time. Mad Tea Party is an honorable mention. It's always a good one, but from what I hear, as you get older, it, it you know you don't like it as much. I still like it because you can go f- as fast as you want, which makes it a whole lot of fun. Uh, so you can make people go like, "Stop! I'm gonna throw up." Um, Pirates of Caribbean is another honorable mention. This one's good. Um, a lot of people will probably be like, "Why isn't hi- Why isn't it higher?" Um, I like, I like the ride. Um, it is a fun ride, but it's just not as exciting or as fun as those, the other five, um, a slow boat ride kind of going through, um, kind of a couple different things is, is interesting, but, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, still a fun ride, just not one of my top favorites. Um, and then Splash Mountain. I've only been on Splash Mountain once. Because the last time we went, it was a little chilly, so we decided not to go on it. Um, actually, actually, I don't think it was chilly, but we were like, we don't want to go on it. Um, 
and I knew my mom wouldn't go on it either because you know, she didn't want to get wet. So I was like, okay, well, we won't go on Splash Mountain. But, uh, um, but that's always a good ride. Yeah, obviously, people will say the the odd story here is um, there's an odd story with it with you know a lot of it being based off a song from the South, which is has a very controversial history with Disney. So, but um, it's still a good ride. You know, there's no um, you know real indication to what. Uh, to the controversies that were a part of the movie of Song of the South. So, uh, but a fun ride to where you will get soaked uh, for the for the most things. So that's just one thing to be weird about, about that ride. So let's move along here to um, Epcot and my top five there. So um, starting with number one, Test Track. Test Track's my favorite in Epcot because, um, because of the upgrade that they had. Originally, it was just one to where you would ride, you know, a like a a car that would just, that's going through a lot of tests, and you know you'd go through like a speed, you know, a speed a a speed test, a brake test, a you know, like weather test, like heat, hot, cold, whatever. Um, and it, it was just kind of, it was cool, but it wasn't as cool as it is now because now you get to design your own cars, um, and see how well they do compared to other people within your, um, within your vehicle. And so, uh, so I think it was, uh, you know, it, it was really kind of, you know, it, it, it is a fun ride um, of the, you know, especially with the new, like, designing and kind of competing and saying, my car did better than yours. Um, another part of it is the thrill. The speed test is so fun because you go out and you get up to about 50, 60 miles an hour, I believe, out, you know, on the outside portions of it. But the brake test is also still really, um, is still really that's really cool, but it also kind of gets you like, ooh, um, like kind of a little, like owl that kind of hurt ish kind of thing. But test track still is, still is one of the best um, um, kind of rides like that where you get to design something, and then uh, the store. Well, I guess that's part of the story of of it, which I, I think makes te- test track so cool. And that's really, I mean, I can't really talk about it too much because there's very limited uh, stuff to talk about. You know, there's no real story besides you designing your own car. And then there's, you know, you go head to head, Um, you know, the thrill. You know, I talked about the speed. I talked about the brake test. You know, there's no thrill anywhere else. But the upgrade, it's still a really fun ride to where you can't really talk about much. Um, So... I think uh, that would be kind of cool to, you know, it's kind of cool to see see that in that case. Number two, uh, Soren. Soren's really cool. 
Um, this is a little bit different. You know, this is one where you're just sitting in something and it's not really a simulation. It's just more of a, you know, simulation. Uh, simulation is more so kind of like Flight of Passage or uh, Mission Space or something like that. Test Track is more of a, okay, let's, uh, we'll put you in this and you'll kind of go, th- it's kind of more of a immersive experience than anything. Um, so there's, a, you know, there's, there's that, but it's different from a lot of the other rides kind of at Disney. Um, there, there was a new update recently to it. It used to be Soren to Soren and it was, uh, I still just call it Soren, but, um, that would be, uh, that would be to where, um, it's now soaring around the world. So instead of going across the country, you're going from America to Africa to, um, like Europe to China to, you know, a bunch of other places, um, which makes it really cool. Another part of it, you know, too, is, you know, well, this one doesn't do it as much, but they kind of put in some sense that use some of your senses, obviously use sight. I think they throw in a little bit of smell, but that's really it. Um, but along with it, it's a really relaxing ride. So in this case, you know, there's, which, you know, you, you need to have a mix of relaxing and thrill. You know, you can't overload yourself with thrill rides because then, you know, what do people like that don't like the roller coasters want to do? This is something that somebody that probably want to like a roller coaster that would like, that would really like to do it. Um, you know, and so I think that's what makes this ride a, uh, a lot more fun as well. You know, you can take a break from, from the thrill, like I said, but a part of it is also the AC. You can get out of the hot or get out of the, you know, or heat, whatever you get out of the hot, get into a nice cool area, which is, um, a whole, which is, which is a big factor for some people because it's, it's inside and it's in a huge building, which makes things a whole lot better for the ride at, at that point. So, but, um, Soren definitely up there in Epcot rides. I would say Soren, you know, in this case, there's not much of a separation between these two, um, between test track Soren. And then I wouldn't say there's, there's a bit of separation between Soren and number three. Number three, Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth is something that I like. Um, it, it's really cool. It's not something that you would expect a lot of people to like, but it is. It is a fan favorite. Um, so for, for, for those of you saying, where is Spaceship Earth? Spaceship Earth is actually in the ball of Epcot, the icon of, um, of Epcot. It's actually inside of that. Um, I believe right now it is actually getting an update or it's about to close for an update, um, which would be interesting to see what that update will be. Um, I think right now would be the perfect time to do that is they're not, you know, they don't have a lot of people and this is the perfect time to also do some construction in there and get a lot of construction done if they're letting that, if they're allowing that to happen. But, um, Spaceship Earth, it, a lot like Soren is a relaxing ride. You know, it doesn't go fast. It, takes you through time, you know, it's really, it's really kind of a cool thing to go through, um, again, it's another take, take a break, you know, you, you're not at a thrilling ride, you can calm down, you can see a lot of things, you go through, like I said, you go through, um, you go through time, so you go through, uh, um, 
you go through the past. So you see a lot of kind of the development of kind of technology or the development of people. And it's actually kind of cool. Um, you know, AC, you know, something I said was AC. And, but then, um, you know, you see the past and then they kind of talk about the present and what it's like. And the cool thing about space or earth is they have this interactive portion of it to where you get to, you know, they take pictures of you, they put your face on there and then you get to choose certain things and they show you a video kind of at the end of the ride of what your life would be like in the future. So it's really funny to see that because you can make really funny faces and it makes, because that's what me and my mom have done both of the times that we've been on it. You know, one time in high school when the whole family went, we made funny faces and, you know, last year when we went, I made a pretty funny face which made me, which made us laugh. But again, um, the video is really cool, and it's something that I think this adds a different element to this ride at Epcot. Number four at Epcot, Mission Space. Now, I know with my family, you're probably like, really, Mission Space is your is one of your favorite rides. Yes, it is. I, I do like it. It's just awesome. It's one of those rides that you're just say, this ride's really freaking awesome. It's really freaking cool. Um... And I love that this point of it. It's a simulator kind of ride. There's two different portions of it. There's a died down version of it, and there's a um, like a like an intense version of it that makes you f- truly feel like you're in space, which I actually think that I would like. I, we went on it once. I didn't really feel anything, but it made uh, the rest of my family kind of not like it. They're like, it kind of made me feel sick. Um, I was like, well, I felt fine. So I think I would have to try it again to see how I feel. And if I feel sick, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go away from that. But right now, I would kind of love to go on, love to go on the intense version. I would love it, you know, because there was a point where um, I had to put, like, you have to bring your arm up to push your button. And I was like having trouble, but it was still really cool. I loved it. I loved that feeling. It was like, oh, I'm actually in space. Um, And that's what makes me love this ride so much it's just so freaking cool um and obviously you're like well why are you talking about this so much of how much you like it and and it's only at four well it's it's because i think spaceship earth is like spaceship earth is awesome uh especially with what it has same with soren and test track this is just one of the ones to where we don't you know, I, I put it down here because the last couple times we've went, we've been on the um, calmer version of it. So, you know, it's with that being said, it's not my it's not at three or two. If I go on the intense version of it again and I really like it, it might move up. But Mission Space and definitely around there because of that simulator and because of that feeling, um, which I love so much. And then number five is Frozen Ever After. And this is going to sound, some of you are like, Frozen? Really? But the reason why is Epcot needed something new. It really did. You know, this was a a park that wasn't really popular with a lot of young people. You know, especially when I was young. They had Test Track, they had Soren, they had Spaceship Earth, they had Mission Space, and really nothing, no other rides there that a lot of people liked. But now they've added Frozen. They're adding a Ratatouille ride, so they're trying to get more of a younger, um, a younger crowd into Epcot, and this was the perfect way to do it. 
but me and my mom went on it last year because we felt like, okay, we, we could. And, you know, it was the um, Disney After Hours thing because we were staying on we we're staying on property. And so we, we did that to our advantage. So I like it because it's new. Two, the animatronics are freaking amazing. The fluidity and the looks of those animatronics are so freaking good. The, um, especially the Elsa one, like at one point to where when she's singing, let it go, like the fluidity of her, it's just like, it looks so lifelike and it's like, holy crap, this is freaking amazing. The only thing I would say about the animatronic kind of at the end with, um, Anna and Elsa is the faces are a little too like, are like you can tell that they're screens like, it's just way too obvious. But the other one, you really couldn't. Like, the other the other ones, it's like, it wasn't as obvious, but you could still kind of tell. Um, and the Olaf animatronics are freaking awesome. But I, it's, it's just so cool. And you go backwards, so there's a bit of a thrill to it, too, which makes it a whole lot um, more fun. And it's kind of, it, I believe, um, it wasn't, um, this wasn't the first... Attraction Epcot dedicated to an IP, an intellectual property of Disney. I believe that was um, The Seas with Nemo and Friends. But then, I think after that, it became... Uh, I think the next attraction that was dedicated to an IP was for, was Frozen Ever After, which makes it a whole lot more um, cool. And it's a part of World Showcase, and it's in the Norway Pavilion, which is about where I think that... That st- that movie is supposed to take place, so it kind of fits that the fits the nation that they're in, the, the showcase that that it's in. So that's what makes it so cool. And it took over for a ride co- called Maelstrom, and I think that's the perfect thing they need to do. Uh, honorable mentions: Journey into Imagination with Figment. It's a cool ride. It's a little bit more educational than anything else. Spaceship Earth is educational, but Journey into Imagination with Figment is um, way more. I would say. Um, still educational, but still kind of more of a, um, more of a, uh, there's, you know, there's no real interactive part of it. It is a funny kind of thing, but it's also, you know, a fan favorite because of just the figment part of it, um, which puts it at honorable mention. And then world showcase, the whole thing within itself is, is an honorable mention because, because you have the chance to go through, um, you know, the UK, France, or I think it's England, France, America, a lot of, a lot of those in kind of one day and you get, can kind of pop in on some shows or a movie to kind of hear the history of it. But World Showcase within itself is really cool too. And another part of it is if you're 21, if you're of age, you can go drinking around the world, which makes it a whole lot of fun. Then we go into Hollywood Studios. Now, this one only has my top four because there's not a lot of rides. Well, there are a lot more rides there than when the last time I went. Toy Story, well, not a lot, but a couple rides since um, the uh, since the last time I went, which was last year. Um, Galaxy's Edge is open. They have two rides, and then Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened up at earlier this year, and so now we're... So there's really not a lot that I've been on there. And this is really all I have. So number one, Rock and Roller Coaster. Boys, this one's this one's so much fun, man. 
it's my it's definitely my favorite in Hollywood Studios. Um, you know, includes Aerosmith. It actually does. It has their music. It has them on a video in their pre-show. So you see the the uh, Steven Tyler. You see um, everybody that everybody else. That's a part of the part of that band. But it's still really cool. Um, like I said, they have the music. So w- whenever you get into your limo, uh, which is the ride vehicle of uh, for for this thing is. Um, when you get officially kind of into the ride and you start going around and you're trying to get, trying to get to the show, um, they play an Aerosmith song. So I think the last time we, I went on it, it was dude looks, dude looks like a lady. Um, but the, it's really cool to kind of hear that, uh, hear some Aerosmith songs as you, uh, you know, at, you know, as you're, going through this really fast-paced ride. Um, And along with it, you know, it's like, it's super thrilling because that fast pace, and a lot of it's because of their launch. You go from zero to 60 in very few time, um, you know, and not a lot of time, which makes it, you know, a whole lot more fun because you go, you know, you put your head back and then boom, you just go off and then you start hearing Steven Tyler and the band play and you're hearing the song and you're like, okay, let's go. Um, so it makes it a whole lot more fun. And another part of it is loops. This, this is, I believe the only ride currently in Disney that has any loops. So you do go upside down. And I will say the last time I went with my whole family, me and my sister knew about that, but we did not tell our parents and they said, well, I'm glad you didn't. So rock and roller coaster, definitely one of my favorites out in Hollywood studio. Oh, definitely my favorite out in Hollywood studios. And then there's this probably a, uh, a huge kind of di- distance between one and two, and two is Star Tours. I like Star Tours, but it, again, it's not rock and roller coaster. It's cool. It's a cool simulation. This one's a little bit more like a, a mission space because you feel it moving. You get a lot of it. You know, you get a lot of going, and it's um, it, it's it's kind of cool because you go into kind of a Star Wars kind of short film more so than anything else, which I think is probably one of the coolest thing, cooler things about it. Um, another cool thing is that your your pilot C three PO. So you kind of if you're in the front row, you get to see kind of see that C three PO animatronic kind of up close and personal, which is actually I think really cool that they have him as the pilot, which makes it a whole lot more I would say fun because you get the classic kind of C-3PO one-liners or like you get his like oh no I shouldn't be doing this what are you doing R2 you know a lot of that you know I think the story is cool it kind of depends on what vehicle you go in you can get some sort of um you're gonna you know the story is that there's a um spy there's a spy on the uh on our uh on your vehicle that the that Darth Vader wants or Kylo Ren, I think depends on what what vehicle you get on that they want, and then you kind of go and you get to a new, you get to a uh, you know a classic Star Star Wars um, area, a, a classic Star Wars planet, and then you you know you kind of fly through, and then 
you know, you get back and all that. The story is really cool. The update adds a little bit more to it. You get some of the newer places, some some newer characters. You see some newer cameos and all that. You kind of, I think in one you get the, um, I don't remember his name, but you get the guy that goes, it's a trap. Um, and he, he actually says it, um, which is really cool. But then the incorporation of guests is, I think, probably the coolest part of this whole ride. And here, here's why. Because when they say, okay, there's a spy, you know, on your, uh, on your ship, you know, and we want him, they choose a random audience, uh, a random guest, you know, in the, uh, on the vehicle. So, and then it's like, oh, you know, if it's somebody in your group, you can make fun of them or you'd be like, oh, here we go. You know, and so I, I think Star Tours with, with the ability to do that makes it a whole, like, a whole lot cooler than a couple other rides, you know, um, you know, around the park. I think if it, if I had to choose my favorite, some, like my top 20 or, or, well, these aren't my top 20, but like maybe top 10 rides, you know, just within Disney World, I think this would be somewhere up there, um, because of that. Number three, Slinky Dog Dash. This is a newer ride. This, opened up with, uh, Toy Story Land, um, it's a cool ride, because it incorporates, um, it's a nice little roller coaster, and, um, you, you actually, you know, your, your vehicle is Slinky Dog, and one of the cool, the cool things about it is, as you go around, you can, you'll see Jesse, you'll see Rex, you'll see Buzz, you know, Woody's at the front, Uh, I think you, I don't remember what other characters are there, but Wheezy, you know, the peng- uh, the squeaky penguin in Toy Story 2 is there, and he's singing, uh, you know, he he's singing the, you've got a friend in me, but he's singing it as if, you know, kind of at the end of Toy Story, as he is at, at the end of Toy Story 2, um, which makes it um, kind of even a little bit nostalgic for, for some people. Um... This ride did exceed my expectations last year. From what I heard, um, there were a couple channels that I watched that were like, it's more of kind of a kiddie ride, you know, it's not super fast, it's not super um, great. But then me and my mom went on and we're like, what the, what are they talking about? This ride is awesome, like, let's go. Like, it, it exceeded my expectations. And another reason I like this ride so much is because I also love Toy Story, Um based off of my sister's love for Toy Story because we used to watch it all the freaking time and it's still probably one of the greatest Pixar um, movies of all time. Um, And then, you know, another cool part of this is that you get to a part and you're going over a couple of different really tiny hills and um, you get a nice look into Galaxy's Edge. Um, Now that it's completely built, it's just going to be a nice view. But when I went on it last year, it was a nice view of the construction, which was actually really freaking cool. And then number four in Hollywood Studios is Toy Story Mania. So this is a lot like Buzz Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear Ranger, uh, Space Ranger spin. Um, th- this is a game, you know, it's fun. You know, you go head to head. You can now the different uh, the the you know. So I like it for a lot a lot of the same reasons. You know the. That it's a game, you know, it's fun, you go head-to-head, you know, you know, it's a family kind of, you can bring a whole family onto the ride, you know, winning makes it fun, 
But I think the coolest thing uh, kind of about this ride is that the vehicle you have fits up to, I think, four people. So you have four people in the same vehicle. And then it shows you the highest score in the vehicle. If you don't have it, you know it's probably somebody else in your family or somebody else in that vehicle, which makes it, um, you know, a whole lot more interesting. Uh, but then a part of it is that there's multiple games to it. So there's not the one just shooting. There's, I think there's a balloon popping game. I think there's a ring toss game. I think there's like a water, um, like a water squirting one. And it's really cool. Uh, to And you put your 3D glasses on, so it's more immersive um, than, than Buzz Lightyear. So if I had to compare the two, I would probably say, you know, based off of stuff like that, I would say Toy Story Mania is above that, uh, above Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin. So, I, but I would still say that it's a really cool ride. It's a really cool experience and something that I would definitely encourage people to take their families on, if not going by yourself and see how well you can do. Um, my honorable mention the great movie ride, and here in, it's no longer there. It's no longer a ride in Hollywood Studios. This got um, closed down to turn into Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I've already watched a couple ride POVs on. That looks really cool. But the great movie ride, I loved when I was younger, um, and one of my, uh, one of my. Uh, one of my biggest things about this ride was I think I've always been a movie person. I've always loved going through that ride and, you know, seeing, you know, Mary Poppins, you know, scenes from Mary Poppins was in it, scenes from Wizard of Oz, you know, and it was interactive. Cool. It, was, it was a really cool kind of experience for me as a kid and I loved it. And I remember wanting to work on that ride in particular. Like when I was younger, I wanted to work in Disney, work on that ride, and I wanted to be the villain of that ride. But um, the ride was just so cool. You got to go through a whole lot of cool movie scenes. You got to go through, uh, you know, a whole lot more, um, you know, there, there was a whole lot more movies and kind of incorporated to it. And it was just, you know, it was always a classic to me. And, you know, now that it's gone, it's something that I have to, you know, you know come to terms with. But it's still, um, still, you know, there. Um, it's still going to be an honorable mention because out of all the other rides at, at, or attractions at, uh, Hollywood studios, I haven't done in a while or I haven't gone on. So, um, it's pretty self-explanatory at that point. And then finally, my top five rides or attractions at Animal Kingdom. Um, and number one is Flight of Passage in the in Pandora, which is the Avatar Land. This ride is a whole lot like soaring. Um, so it, it's a little bit more of a simulator based than than soaring is because you can act like there's actually parts of it that makes you f- that it's a whole lot more immersive than uh, soaring itself. Soren can fit a lot of people, but this, I think, can fit a whole lot more people. There's a ton of different parts. That, like, I remember being on this ride last year, looking up, seeing a ton of people above me, seeing there that there are people below me, and there's, like, maybe three or four sections of people on these what look like motorcycle kind of things. 
uh, but it can f- a whole lot of people go at one time. Um, and the, the wait for this ride is usually really long, but I encourage you to try to get on. Use Fast Pass. It's one of the best things you can do, especially on this ride. Um, another part of this, uh, so a lot of people at one time really kind of makes me like this, but then another cool part of this that made me like this even more is that when you're on your thing, you know, they put like a thing on your back to kind of straighten you out, um, which is, I'm not a big fan of, but the, the is that the, this vehicle or this thing that you're sitting on truly makes you feel like you're flying on a banshee because there's these things, there's these black pads like on the inside of your legs. It feels really weird, but you can feel them go out, like expand out and then compress back in. And it's like, wait a second. This is supposed to simulate the Banshee's wings. And so you're feeling the Banshee's wings and it's like, holy crap, this is actually kind of cool. But this also feels weird at the same time. And then the one, uh, the last thing that I think that makes this thing really cool is that it legitimately incorporates smell. I remember at one point, um, you go into this one part of Pandora because you're exploring Pandora, Pandora on a banshee, and it, I think it smelled like either strawberry. I think it was strawberries. I was like, "Oh wow, this smells really freaking good," and it did, and it was awesome. Um, but Flight of Passage definitely up there at number one. You know, taking over number one over what, um, you know, and probably never leaving number one until maybe something else comes in there that trues me, blows me, you know, blow, you know, blows my uh, expectations out of the water. My old number one is now number two, which is Kilimanjaro Safari. Kilimanjaro Safari is probably one of the most interesting and probably legitimately the coolest ride. Um, that you'll ever that that you'll ever find. I think it's probably the coolest because of um because of it you, of you going around the park. Well, not the park, but this whole area and seeing actual live animals, which makes things a whole lot more you know kind of cool to see and them wandering around and them seeing and being like wow you know it's kind of seeing these animals like giraffes and zebras and rhinos and all that kind of up close um which kind of makes people be like this is legit like so cool um and the reason i like it more a little bit now is because it went away from its original story don't get me wrong, it, and I'll tell you about the original story right now. The original story was that, okay, we are we have to find Big Red and Little Red, and, uh, you know, uh, and as we're going along, we'll see these animals. And Big Red and Little Red were animatronic elephants that, uh, that you would see that you would have to save from poachers. Um... So the storyline kind of felt a little forced um, as, uh, you know, as, as you're kind of going along on the, on the ride, you know, or pretty early on in, in its existence, because I absolutely remember it. Um, but it went away from that. And it's more like, 
okay, this is what we stand for, you know, we don't like poachers, you know, we're trying to, you know, not have it, you know, have that go on as much, and, you know, we're, we're tr- we want to promote it, but we also want to talk about it, potential extinction from, uh, for certain species, and so now they kind of go through and talk about every single animal, and there's nothing that truly feels scripted, you know, they have to memorize all this stuff about certain animals, and they'll be like, they'll say we don't know what we can see and they won't see everything that's out there either due to like camouflage and all that but it's still really cool um it's a really long ride i think it takes about definitely in double digits probably about maybe 10 10 or 12 minutes i would say maybe a little bit longer than that who knows but um it's uh that's what makes it so cool because you get to see these animals for so long it's like wow and then anything can happen on the ride since there are live animals walking around. I've seen videos to where rhinos get in front of the, uh, rhinos get in front of it, uh, the, the vehicle and walking the other way, you know, and then giraffes get in front of it and stop, you know, animals get in front of the vehicle and stop. And then you wait and it's more like, it's more kind of a really cool experience and being like taking pictures, taking videos, being like, Oh, there's, there's an elephant and, you know, there's some videos of when the lions are awake, uh, you know, on the ride, and they're actually, like, making noise, which is really cool. But Kilimanjaro Safari, uh, probably one of the coolest, uh, coolest ride experiences you could ever get. Sitting at 3, Expedition Everest. Um, Everest is actually a really, really, really cool ride. Um, and the one of the first... Like, the first couple of minutes makes it so, like, kind of heightens your senses, you know, if you haven't been on it. And uh, that's going to be bad. Uh, that, and the, uh, it, to where, like, you, you know, you're, you'd go on a ride, you know, when you get into the ride and you get up to one part of the ride and you see these broken tracks. And so, like, you know, the if you haven't been on it before, you know, I'm sure people are confused. Like, wait, what the, what the heck is this? If they haven't watched a video on it yet, and then, you know, your ride vehicle goes backwards. You see a silhouette of the Yeti and then you go and, you know, it's just a, that for those first couple minutes really kind of heightens your senses of, Oh, I want to see this Yeti. And you know, that this whole broken track experience is actually really cool. Um, another reason why I like this is the Yeti, the Yeti animatronic actually used to move. Now it does not. And reason because I think it was a whole lot to control and it would break down often. So now it's just strobe lights to make it kind of look like it's moving. Some people call it disco Yeti because of that, which is actually funny. Uh, but then the mountain itself is actually really cool. Um, for the ride, they actually, you know, I would say it's called Expedition Everest, so they had to try their best to, you know, get, make kind of Mount Everest in that spot, and it's really cool, and the theming around it is really cool too, so it's like, this is, because it's probably the closest I'll ever get to Everest, which is, um, which is kind of funny to say, but now, you know, saying, well, you know, it, saying like wow that was really cool and the mountain itself just looks so nice when you first see it and it's like holy freaking crap 
they, like this imagineering does so, does so well with that stuff. Number four in Animal Kingdom, Dinosaur. Dinosaur isn't located in dinosaur, uh, Dino USA in Animal Kingdom. And the animatronics here are actually really, uh, really cool because they create, uh, uh, they create kind of a, as accurate as they could, you know, animatronics of dinosaurs that would have been around back in those, because you can travel back in time and you see the dinosaurs and it's kind of really cool to see it. Um, you know, it's a cool story too. Um, uh, the, the story of getting a specific dinosaur and bringing it back to the present, you know, which is, um, which is interesting. And the story is you go through, you know, the, you know, the different time periods of the dinosaurs and, you know, you get to the end and there's this really cool, uh, T-Rex or some big dinosaur predator at the time. Um, really cool animatronic of that. It, it scares the crap. It scares the crap out of me when I first went on it, but it I, it scares the crap out of a lot of people, you know, on that ride. But and because it come, well, it doesn't come out of nowhere. But you don't truly expect it if you've never watched a, a video of the ride. But um, along with it, there's a really funny pre-show that goes along with it that uh, I personally like. I personally like that uh, some people might not, but I think the the pre-show is really funny because there's a guy that, like, that when he introduces, you know, stuff, he's like, hello, everyone. And he has, like, a puppet dinosaur, and then it pans to him, and, you know, he's doing something he's not supposed to, which is actually, you know, kind of funny. But I like Dinosaur, um, I think, a lot more than other people. And then Primeval Whirl um, is my fifth favorite at Animal Kingdom. This is a mouth mousetrap kind of ride. If you don't know what kind of ride that is, it's one of those ones where um, you get tossed around all the time and you like get th- kind of thrown into the to the ride cart a lot. And it, you know, some people are like ow, and but it's still it's. I think it's really fun because it's like one of those that has sharp turns and you know it, and you go downhill. You, you know, you go downhill, you go uphill, but still. To me, really fun. So, uh, Dinosaur, uh, my, my bad, Primeval Whirl is really cool. Because also, also with that, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things to where, uh, it, 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 there is some theming, but there's not a lot of it. Um, but again, you're kind of going back in time. Uh, but it's still kind of, it, it's fun in, in the sense of, going on it and kind of getting thrown around, I think is kind of fun. Um, but it, it also makes me laugh. Cause like every time we, you know, we, um, every time I've went on it with my family, whether with my mom or my full family, it's been like, every time we made that turn, we we're like, and I'm like, you know, we're all just kind of thrown into each other. It's like, ow. And just kind of laughing. And, you know, I think that's what makes it so fun is because of the kind of the, bond you can have like laughing at each other and all that so um but yeah uh and then the final honorable mentions here it's tough to be a bug um which is inside the tree of life uh i think it you know i think i did it for the first time last year and it was actually really kind it was actually really cool 
because I never really knew what to expect from this thing. And uh, there's an animatronic of the grasshopper from it. I don't remember his name, but uh, from the movie Bugs Life. Uh, but it was a really cool animatronic. Um, they had Flick show up a couple times as, as an animatronic. And then the kind of the show itself is kind of funny because it's like bugs with talents and all that. And they had, uh, you know, they had bees and it's like a 40 kind of experience. So I knew like the back of my chair was supposed to get stung. And I'm like, yeah, nope. So I leaned forward to where that wasn't going to happen because people were like, ow, ow. And then they had a stink bug that released a really awful smell. Uh, but it was it was still kind of a cool experience. And then Festival of the Lion King was, uh, is it is it really, this is the only show I have on here. Um, well, actually, no, it's tough to be a bug as a show. Why did I say that? Um, Festival of the Lion King uh, is one of those uh, show. it's more so of a, it's a live action show. It's, there's actors there, they um, go and they teach you kind of Swahili, they kind of go through some Lion King songs, they have a, uh, a Timon uh, walk-around character. They have a Pumbaa animatronic and a Simba animatronic, but they, you know, they have different sections. They call it the Elephant Giraffe Warthog, and I think uh, Lion section, and they make different sounds to make them come through, and, you know, it's, it's really cool because you get to learn some Swahili, Swahili language along with it, which makes, I think, that whole show a whole lot more interesting than others. Um, but that being said, that kind of wraps this up. I know this is a long episode. Um, so you, um, I'm sorry for running for so long, but yeah, I hope you stay around. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We got a couple more episodes to come up that I'm really looking forward to, uh, really looking forward to. Um, so next week we'll be, uh, you guys will have a show such movies to, uh, watch in quarantine. We'll have a favorite athletes one uh, coming up here soon as well. And then uh, coming around the uh, NFL draft will be uh, mock draft 2.0. So look forward for those coming out here soon. Um, and I hope you had a good time listening to this. So uh, goodbye and have a good day.